welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telford and I am delighted to be joined by Professor Bruce Wood, the head of the Department for Applied Computer Games, to talk about his work with UHatch, a hub based at the university designed to help budding entrepreneurs. Bruce, thank you very much for talking to me today. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm always delighted to talk about enterprise and innovation and how we can help people. Excellent. Well, how have things been for you over the past six months? How's work been? Well, it's tricky. Uh, Obviously, we're all getting used to this online environment and it's also changing. You know, government changes, Mm -hmm. rules, regulations coming in. So we have to adapt. And actually, that word adapt is really important. So we all have to adapt. To a, to a new way forward. We'll kick things off with a straightforward question then, Bruce. What exactly okay. is UHatch? UHatch is a business startup accelerator. It's in GCU, Glasgow Caledonian University, and it's designed entirely at anyone who has a link to Glasgow Caledonian University. So okay. you can be a current student, you can be a graduate, you can be a researcher, you can be a member of staff, you can even be an alumni. And the idea, it's a first step for you. If you've got a, an idea you'd like to think about, explore, look at how you could get help for that, that's what it is. It's a place to come to to discuss these things. So where did the idea for you hatch start? About 2013, I was asked to look at running a committee across the university on the, on the field of enterprise. What can we do to be more entrepreneurial and more enterprising within the university. So I put together a team of people across the university, academics, all business school, and some of our um, service departments as well, to talk about what we could do. And while there was lots of things we could do, we all agreed we need to do something practical. We don't want to just write a report or do a number of papers. We wanted something practical, pragmatic that could help improve people's chances. So we came up with the idea of UHatch. UHatch is a, as I say, it's an, it's an accelerator. So it's a place and a space. So if you are wanting to consider starting up a company and you've got a link into GCU, you can at very reasonable rates rent a small space in there. When I say reasonable rates, It's a peppercorn rate of £100 for six months. And what you get for that is an open plan office. You get use of a meeting room. You are sharing this with other colleagues who are trying to start up a business. So you're in a network of a family, if you like, of people who are doing it. And we also bring to you guest speakers. So we bring to you all of the external funding agencies. We bring banks. We bring accountants, we bring other entrepreneurs, we bring anyone that we think has got an interest in your future. Also, if a company were to say to us, I'd really like to know more about uh, crowdfunding, for instance, Mm -hmm. we'll get someone specific who can talk about crowdfunding. So it's it's a place where you can network, but you can also get on with it and try try your idea out in a safe environment so that you're not uh, risking everything, and you're having a go. So what are some of the companies that will approach you to join UHatch? Some examples of the companies, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah. So our first ever company was a guy called Stephen Chalmers, and he he started up a company which helped people who had a caring requirement mm -hmm. to go on holiday. Simple as that. So he's not a travel agent, and he wasn't a social care department. He was in that ground in between. So people who were elderly or who had a care requirement, i.e. a person or equipment, could go on holiday. Now, when he first spoke to me, I was imagining he'd be t getting people to go to Jersey or Torquay or Bournemouth <laughs> or something. No, he's had people going to Arizona, Vietnam, Brilliant. Israel, all over the place. So he was already studying business. He came from a social care background. He was in the care system, uh, working. He came to study business at GCU, and he found this was absolutely perfect because it allowed him to get up and running. So when he completed his degree, he was ready to just, his business was already switched on. So in one year of being within UHatch with some, so a little bit of guidance and mentoring, he more than quadruples his turnover. So now what he's done is he's gone on from UHatch and he's now in another incubator space in Glasgow where he's paying rent, he's employing people, uh, so he's really developed. One of the things we have to be clear on is people can't come and sit in UHatch forever. You know, it's a place where you come to, you get help, your idea might be successful or it might need altered to be successful, that's for you to find out, and then you move on. So. You can't, you, can't, you can't come and be there forever. As well as Stephen, I know there was a company, a drinks company, Baobab. Yeah, yes, Boabab, yeah. Now, Boabab, beg your pardon. What's really interesting about them is that the girl, Isatu, she studied at GCU, and our partner, they started up this company to use uh, the fruit from the Boabab tree in this fruit drink, health-based fruit drink. Very healthy for you. It's a prebiotic and a probiotic. So it helps your gut health. But the other thing they do is they directly, as a, a, a percentage of their profits, send it back to farmers in the country, in Ghana, uh, where they actually send money back to help them develop their farms. So talk, you know, talk about the social common good. You know, mm -hmm. there's a real international uh, opportunity for these guys. So, but we've had people set up games companies, we've had people set up finance companies, uh, uh, international expertise companies, health-based companies, cooking companies, educational companies. There are no limits, providing it's legal, <laughs> providing it's legal, you can come and do whatever you want. One thing we do is we don't judge. So we don't look at someone's business idea evaluate it and say, we don't think that business will be successful, you're not coming in. Because we, what we say is, okay, here's some questions we would ask, but off you go and we'll help you as much as we can. Right, so you're challenging them to think about their business model and their idea. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have to say, there have been a couple of times when we'd have to say no to some people. You know, one person wanted to start a cooking company and actually bring in an electric oven and actually bake stuff in the GCU U-Hatch building. <laughs> so, and we said, look, I'm afraid, sorry, that's not acceptable, all right? We also had a guy who wanted to store lots of product in U-Hatch. 
you know, and I'm talking about shed loads, literally shed loads. And we said, no, no, this is not a cheap storage facility. So although they were upset that they, they couldn't do their original idea, we helped them progress their ideas so they could move on. The standard offering of UHatch, GCU takes no cut, uh, no uh, stake in the company, unless you negotiate that after UHatch. So I'm not going to go into details, but I know Biotic have an arrangement of that nature. What's your own background, Bruce, then? How did you get into mentorship? What's your own background in academia? I spent most of my early, my first half of my career in industry. Right. And I was a design, designer and a design engineer. And while I was doing that, I did a second degree in business, a postgraduate degree. And funnily enough, I did it at Glasgow Caledonian University. And what I realized is that more people who want to be in innovation and creativity should learn much more about business as well. And I've always had this passion to bring together ideas, innovation, creativity with business, commerciality, and how to make it happen. So that's, that's what I did. Uh, I then left industry and I went to work for Glasgow School of Art. And then I was seconded out and I had a fantastic job in the public sector where I had a fund of money to invest in new ideas. And I did it in Glasgow, Newcastle-upon-Tyne in northeast of England, Staffordshire in the Midlands of England, and then in, a, in one of the states of Brazil. And what the, 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 the message that came out of these four regions is, if you give early ideas just a little bit of support at the beginning, you can actually make a big change to an idea. You can actually make it possible. So, for instance, generally all the textbooks will tell you that an idea has a got, ideas have got about 10% success rate. I, that means an idea being taken all the way through to commercial success. So on the projects I was involved though, in these regions I've just told you, I was investing at an early stage with these companies and helping them, mentoring, guiding. So overall, we had 43% success rate. That's the difference. Now, in that, in that zone, you have to be, be prepared to say to people, no, we can't, there's, you know, there's no more we can do. And then also, uh, you have to be able to help redirect people. So one of the things we do at UHatch, we got support from Santander Bank. They were the only bank, and I, 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 we still have this relationship with, you, with uh, Santander. They actually supply money to give to startup companies. So we can give to an early, a first phase early startup company, we can give them up to £1,000. And that's not a loan, that's an award. And what that allows them to do is do some early work to see if, that, if this idea is feasible. If it is feasible, they can come back and ask for a further £5,000. But for up to £5,000, what the company then needs to show is that they're going to be putting down some money themselves to get that. That's not, again, it's not a loan. It's an award. And that helps them get to the next level. Mm -hmm. So it's helping people develop, helping their ideas, give, them, give their ideas a little bit of air to see if it's going to uh, breathe. Mm -hmm. And then if they do breathe and there's something there, then we help them move forward. 
you mentioned about entrepreneurs coming onto campus and, and holding yeah. seminars and workshops with them. Who are yeah. some of these people that you work alongside? Uh, I'm going to mention two people to, to begin with. One of them is Margaret Gibson. Uh, she is an alumni of GCU, and she's also had an award for Outstanding Achievement. She works for the charitable arm of Ernst & Young, and she helps startup companies in the social enterprise sector. So she's fantastic. We also had Brian Williamson, who's a serial entrepreneur, run many, has run many, many large-scale companies, but he wants to give something back, and he's an alumni of GCU. We also had Santander Bank in talking just about finance and advising students, advising companies when to take out business loans, when not to do it, talking about cash. We've had uh, staff members. The other group of people that's really interesting to get talking to young startup companies is people like Stephen Chalmers and Issa too, who are just fresh out. So they're really young. Because I, I tell you what, the young companies starting up can really identify with that because they see them only, say, two or three years ahead of them. And they're then not looking at some chap or, or lady who's had 20 years of experience. Mm -hmm. So they really identify with that youth, that young, shall we say, youth in terms of their business development. You yes. Know? So it's, it's really important we have that mix of things. In fact, funnily enough, we had a guy who actually works for one of the roads departments, but he came in to talk about crowdfunding. And that was really interesting because he, he did a crowdfunding project for our, one of the independent radio stations in Scotland. But he did a really interesting talk just on what is crowd, crowdfunding and what it isn't. Uh, and his messages, you know, it isn't just putting the thing up online and the money will flow. It's, mm -hmm. it's much more than that. So, there's a range of people, a wide range of people. As well as mentoring, you mentioned about the financial aspect of running a business and having financial experts coming and talking to yes. them. Yes. How, how important is that? That sounds to me equally as important as the idea that the Genesis side of it. Absolutely. You know, there's some brilliant ideas have been created in the UK and around the world that fail. And one of the reasons they fail is people aren't looking after the business side of it. Now, one thing that an entrepreneur, someone with a sparking great idea, sometimes they are so interested in that idea, they fail to look after the simple basics of the business. Now, people get frightened about tax and accounting and all of that. So we actually bring people in to advise on that. We normally bring people in from the business gateway and they run and they, 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 they provide, not only do they provide a lesson, a, a workshop on what it is they can do. They also open up a whole network of other uh, interests that might be people. So it might be women in business or social enterprise, other, other areas in Glasgow that you may think about starting up your business. We've also had people come in talking from uh, North Ayrshire uh, business uh, region just to talk about what they can offer people because if there are grants available or incentives for you to go and work there, why not, you know? So, yeah, so it's really important, that aspect. You mentioned about UHatch as an open plan office. It's a very collaborative space. Is it yes. a competitive space as well? No, because everybody is, um, there's a, if you like, there's, a, there's a, an intrinsic spirit about if you're in there, you're all in there together, okay? Mm -hmm. And 
there's a uh, the, the the location has a locked door, so that once you're in there, everybody is sharing. Okay, uh, so you don't need to lock your desk because the door's locked. So you can leave your computer there or your briefcase or your handbag or whatever your mobile. What I would say is, though, we've we had a number at one stage we had three games businesses running at the same time. What was interesting about that is none of them were competing with each other. On one occasion. We did have, I'm not going to go into names here, but we did have one company who came in with the express intention of competing with another company in UHatch, and we stopped that. That was On one occasion, we stopped that. We said, the last thing we need is early stage over-competitiveness. Mm-hmm. So we stopped them. Now, we, you may think that was an unfair decision, but we said, we, we can't have you coming in and aggressively attacking someone else's market. It doesn't sound helpful, particularly at such a, a youthful stage of a business. Exactly. That's the last thing we need. And now the other thing, at this level of UHatch, we don't have any non-disclosure agreements or confidentiality agreements in place yet. However, I think that we should have that. And certainly... If anyone has had confidential issues, we have introduced that for that individual company, but we don't have a blanket one, if you, if you know what I mean. So it's much more collaborative. You know the idea of the loneliness of being an entrepreneur, you know? Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than going home to your bedroom or your flat or your house or whatever and wondering what if, how could I? Whereas what you actually allows you to do is give you a discipline of a place with other people who are like-minded wanting to do something and then that helps you move forward it really does help you move forward what what we also find is we have we've had a couple of companies who are developing a business idea as a service like web design so they've actually supplied some web design services for other companies in new hatch so it's about it's very much about a network Mm -hmm. it really is about a network you know one of the most important things a young entrepreneur can do is network in a safe environment. And that's what we're doing. Are there any companies based at UHatch at the moment that you're particularly excited about? All of them. You know, <laughs> oh, no, and, and that's not, a, that's not a, a, a glib or a twee answer. Any one of them and all of them could turn into something absolutely amazing. And, and what we've said to companies is if you get to a level of seriousness and you want to consider a stronger relationship with GCU, i.e. an investment, Glasgow Caledonian University will consider that on a, on a project by project basis. I think, the, I think the, the health drink, biotic, the biotic drink is a very interesting model. I also think Professor Lorna Paul's project of giraffe online health services mm-hmm. is amazing. She just needs to get to that next level and she'll break through. But think about our current, current circumstances, COVID, everyone's online. And Lorna's at a perfect spot because she can offer online health services as supported by the health service itself. Amazing. Bound to becoming more and more important. Given everything you said, Bruce, it sounds like being an entrepreneur is a really difficult thing to do. It's certainly not easy. But if you've got a passion and a drive to make it happen, you'll overcome these problems. and. We were talking about financial planning at the early stages. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about easy financial planning, no more than arithmetic. You know what I mean? I'm not talking 
international states of fi international finance and all of that simple stuff you know product cost sales price margins what you can do with that separate types of accounts so it requires energy it requires passion and commitment but you certainly won't be bored if you're doing this half time half-hearted you're going to find it really difficult mm -hmm. but if you've got that passion really to make it work if you've got the energy the rest will happen for you you sound really excited talking about this bruce it sounds like you really enjoy what you're doing at the university absolutely it's the most exciting thing we can do i think because it allows people to engage in their passion and and actually use the skills the academic learning that they're and the learning experience at university to turn it into something real for themselves so if there was ever a time now covid's brought lots of problems to everything mm -hmm. but we will get through this there will be a, a coming out the other end and the economy will turn up at that upturning of the economy that's when people should be ready and if you're ready you've done all your preparation you know, the potential's huge. What are your three top tips for anyone starting their own business? <laughs> One of the great writers in marketing was a guy called Ivan Kotler. And he came up with the idea that any business has got four things that you can alter to affect your business. And that is product, price, place, and promotion. So... You, you need to have a product or service. You need to get, get that pricing right. People need to know where to get it. And people need to hear about it because of your promotion. So that's great. Now, that's quite old now. And there's many more P's being added to it, like people, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I've got a different four. This is Bruce's four P's <laughs> of entrepreneurship. I think you need passion, perseverance, patience, and proactivity. So let me just open these for a minute. Yeah. Passion, obviously, is your driving, it's your baby. It's your driving energy to do this. Too many entrepreneurs over-focus on passion, and that's all they've got. What you need to have is the perseverance to keep going in, in spite of resistance from other areas and other barriers. You need the patience. Now, what I mean by patience is a startup idea right now isn't going to give you lots of money in the next six weeks or two months so you need to be able to live in some way to pay your rent, you know, eat, feed yourself, buy clothing. So most entrepreneurs keep their part-time jobs at the same time. And proactivity. You may have the best possible thing ever, but if you don't get out there and push it to people, no one's going to know about it. So if you're waiting for people to come to your door, it won't happen. You need to get out there proactively and champion your idea. So that's, that's how I would answer that question. Bruce Woods, four Ps. There we go, fantastic. <laughs> I know it's quite difficult to think about in the, in the current stage, Bruce, but where do you see U-Hatch further down the line? Do you see it expanding? I think it's got an opportunity to expand, especially with the online environment. Mm -hmm. I think an area that it should expand to is more into the social entrepreneurial area. Now, we have quite a number of social enterprises, but I think that's a huge area for there to be an expanse into. What do we mean by social enterprise? Ah, okay. There are so many definitions and there's no single definitive point of what a social enterprise is. There are so many. However, the broad essence of it is a social enterprise 
is really about what happens to the surpluses that are made by the company. You can't run a social enterprise at a loss. It follows all the rules of any other business. You need to make profits or surpluses. The difference is what happens to these surpluses. In a standard company, it might go into the owner's back pocket. In a social enterprise, that money is used to help prosper the, the social area. You know, so it could help people that in a particular location. It could help people with a particular or part or being part of a particular community, uh, like people from uh, not from the UK. It could help them. It could help people who are normally looking for charitable help. But the whole point of a social enterprise, it runs like a business, but the profits are given back to the community. Okay, so there's a societal benefit in some sense. Now, the biggest one that we know of is John Lewis. That's a social enterprise. Okay. okay. Uh, the cooperative society is a huge one. But uh, there's a lot of smaller ones. There's a, and Glasgow has a huge number of social enterprises. And let me tell you, I think 2015, there was a study done on the turnover. So the amount of money that circulates in the social enterprise arena in Glasgow and it was 1.9 billion pound. Believe me, there are many, many, many definitions of a social enterprise. So that's the broad terms. And you could speak to the Unis Centre if you wanted another definition of social enterprise. Uh, and you could also speak to Mark Anderson if you wanted another. So there's, there are so many, but I'm just giving you the broad, don't put me down as the definitive <laughs> answer on social enterprise, because they'll shoot me down. <laughs> And so this is something, it's more social enterprise, that's what you think you want to see more being focused on in UHatch is social enterprise businesses. It, it's in line with the GCU motto and, 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 and vision and mission for the common good. Think about what that would mean if, I mean, and a lot of our companies already are giving back to society. And I stress that doesn't mean making a loss. It still means making a profit but it's what you do with these profits uh, is what, how you define yourself. In fact, you can, when you register your business, you can re register it specifically as a social enterprise. So the company's house and the inland revenue are aware of what you're doing. Okay, so there's lots of help to do that. The, uh, when I say there is lots of help, uh, there's a very specific organization called First Port in Scotland, and they specifically only help social enterprises. That's the other thing I would say that you hatch. We, we bring in all of the interested parties in enterprise within Scotland. So, Scottish Institute for Enterprise, Converse Challenge, Royal Society of Edinburgh, Scottish Edge Fund, Business Gateway, First Port. All of these people have been in to you hatch talking about encouraging application to their award schemes. And GCU, since UHatch has been in place, we've had winners, we've had people being successful with the Royal Society of Edinburgh on the uh, Enterprise Fellows. So that's all because UHatch is there, not taking the credit, it's just enabling people, giving them the confidence to move forward. Now, Bruce, just before we finish up, I can't help but noticing you have got over your shoulder an absolutely magnificent collection of guitars. As someone who's got a very small collection myself, I'm, I'm fascinated. Can you tell me where your collection started? It started, well, it started as a schoolboy, okay? So that was some years ago. <laughs> but I, I lost, uh, you know, I, d I didn't really keep these guitars. They were, they were not great. And, uh, you know, 
Uh, however, uh, I just started as a, as a little hobby. And there's two things about electric guitars I think are fascinating. One, they themselves are beautiful items. 100%. Okay. They, are, they are beautiful things. And then technology is applied to quite an old instrument. So you imagine we've got the medieval guitar and lute from around the Mediterranean. We then apply 20th century technology to that and we get amplified. Now that amplified guitar doesn't just give you a louder acoustic guitar. It gives a movement to the youth of the 1960s. It gives us punk rock. It gives us indie rock. It gives us uh, it gives us resistance movements. It gives a voice to the society of the time. Uh, so that's why I love them. What, what, how and many cars do you have in the collection? I've got 12 here in my house. I've got one in my office at GCU. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one of them is your favourite? Well, I would say my favourite, uh, I've got two. And it's, they are classic, very classic guitars. A Fender Stratocaster and a Gibson Les Paul. The two, probably the two most iconic guitars of all time. Indeed. Indeed. Absolutely. And it, it, it's a challenge to myself, actually, to try and play these things. You know, so I'm not saying <laughs> that great. I'm no virtuoso. I just love them. Uh, and as I heard about um, someone else who's, who's learning to play guitar, the first 20 years are the worst. <laughs> I can testify to that. Yeah, still, every day's a school day with a guitar. Every day's a school day. Uh, well, Bruce, yes. thank you very much for your time. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. And uh, all the best, and all the best with the guitar. Pleasure. My final word to anybody who's interested in a, in a business startup, go and do it. Go and do something. Brilliant advice. And I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to this show. And I hope you'll join us again soon when we'll be talking with another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us from, and leave a review while you're at it. Until next time, I've been Craig Telfer, and this has been The Common Good Podcast. Mm-hmm.